All right, what is going on, everybody? Um, I'm excited for today's joint venture um, with Proud Dads and Praying Penguin. It's been a long time coming. Uh, my friend Matt, we go a long way back. Back to the Renaissance days. Oh, the yeah. Renaissance days. What was that, 2012, 13? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Those were some. While. Those were some interesting days. Yeah. Um, but we're just so pumped to finally get together and work on something together because both being men of faith and um, both just being family men, fathers, husbands, both having similar mindsets, I yeah. think it's just so cool that we finally um, get some time to sit down and just chop it up, uh, just have a conversation with each other, especially with the times that we're in um just yeah. kind of keeping level-headed and just moving forward so what's up man what's good like <laughs> you said this has been a long time coming i feel like it's one of those things where god puts people in your lives because he has the plan you just don't know when mm -hmm. and so we've always had that connection and i i think there's bigger things on the horizon but this is a good first project here heck yeah and it's so funny because we both follow each other and we that's always right. comment on each other's stuff. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, that's so cool. It's like, yeah, yeah so all in God's timing. For sure, for sure. Um, so first and foremost, can you tell us a little bit about Praying Penguin? Um, so Praying Penguin is something that God put on my heart. I, I have a love for penguins in general um, because the only way that they survive is together and in community and as a group. And I feel like that as Christians, we need to remember that we're together in this and that we survive better as a group and we are able to do things better when we come together as a community. Um, but just trying to find ways to inspire people and motivate people and encourage people, especially with what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. so that's what I'm out there doing. Whatever God puts on my heart, just throw it out there and see what happens. Amen. Who doesn't love penguins? Just for the record. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I don't think I've ever met one person I was like, oh my God, I hate penguins. I mean, I'd be like, yeah, they're okay. Or they're <laughs> but nobody hates them. No. <laughs> exactly. Especially after Happy Feet. How That's can right. you? Man. Um, so that is awesome. Just, uh, just flowing in the spirit and just following God's direction. And, you know, that's kind of where I met with Proud Dads and um, just kind of rebranding. And I just thought it was kind of cool because the title for the podcast, Proud Dads Present, it's kind of a play on words. What do they call it? A uh, triple entendre or something yeah, like that? Because yeah. um, it's like Proud Dads Present, where it's like we're fathers and we're presenting our stories. Yeah, and then yeah. Proud Dads Present, we're here, we're active. Uh -huh. Yeah, I didn't even get that one. That's uh -huh. nice. And then That's nice. Proud Dads present like it is a gift to be a father like fatherhood is such a gift so that's kind of the I don't think I've ever actually explained where the name proud dads presents comes from but that's kind of what was downloaded when I was like oh that's pretty cool okay I'll rock with that see there's there's so much more depth there now your viewers know for sure that's exactly awesome. I might have to like go really in deep just yeah. one of these episodes um 
But anything cool for you on the horizon? Anything new coming for you, your family, your... Um, well, it's been a crazy time. My seven-year-old actually has COVID-19. She's at the end stages of it. So we've been on full lockdown. Oh, uh, man. Trying to deal with that. I haven't left the house in a couple weeks. Um, but that That's got to be cabin fever for real. It, it is, for sure. And there's those moments within family where it's like, okay, I've spent too much time with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Yeah. <laughs> You know, I think you, I saw a meme that was like a uh, quarantine with the family, and it was like one of those Royal Rumbles where yeah, like Stone yeah. Cold comes running in, <laughs> and then The Rock, and everybody's just beating each other up. <laughs> uh, but it, yeah, but it also gives a lot of time, as long as you're willing to use it, to just kind of sit back and think and reflect and plan. Um, and so I'm looking um, to work on some poetry in the near future. I've got a photographer oh, awesome. to do some pictures. Um, and hopefully get some poetry out there published pretty soon. That's the next big thing on the radar. But yeah, still working on lots of things. Nice. And that's that's the key is just moving forward. For sure. Um, and I think uh, last week I was talking to Rico on the podcast a little bit about just taking advantage of some of these opportunities, um, taking like a random course, doing like a Udemy course on a hobby that you want to pick up or something that you gave up, but circumstances hit and you had to put it down, pick it back yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah. pretty cool that, uh, that poetry. Oh. Yeah, it's been a little passion of mine on the side, but I think in that, like God obviously gave us our passions and our things that we love for a reason. And he wants mm-hmm. to do those things. But in these moments we can get bored and get restless and just do things to do things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we overextend ourselves and we might miss what God's wanting us to do because we're mm-hmm. out there trying to do so much. Yeah. And so it's important to listen to what he has and what maybe he's lining up and not overshoot ourselves too. Right. Still work with a uh, intentionality and purpose. Yeah. Very Even intentional. For sure. Ooh, I like it. I like. I need to get like a t-shirt made that says that. Intentional. <laughs> And on purpose. Yeah, but I'm yeah. pretty sure somebody already out there has it. It has to. They have to. <laughs> but, um, oh, and so can you tell us, like, I asked the question, because, like, when you first mentioned that your daughter had COVID-19, yeah. like, as a dad, I was like, oh, snap. Yeah. I mean, that, in my mind, it's like, not only now are you worrying about, like, health for real on top of like worrying about still paying bills and the entire health of your family how did you handle it all how did you like just handle every like in my mind it almost is like that game of tetris you know when the blocks just start stacking and then like it starts getting higher and then it starts going faster and you're like oh my god ah!" how did you just like handle it because right now Honestly, you look real chill and like <laughs> just kind of <laughs> like you're taking it really well. Well, I think we'd all be lying if we didn't say at some point during this we weren't afraid a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just in the way that this all came on and it was presented and all the stories and all the projections in the very beginning, it's like, okay. And the biggest thing was just the unknowns. Like, yeah. this hasn't happened before. We don't know what it is. We don't know what it looks like. We don't know if it's airborne. Like, what is this? What? <laughs> and there's We've a lot. seen of it in it. the movies. It's like, yeah, I'm about to start yeah. watching like Resident Evil or something for game planning or something. Right, right. So it's like, what do we need to do? How far away from each other do we need to stand? Does it even matter? And uh, so when we get the positive test from her, of course, it's on Easter. Um, oh, man. 
Yeah, and so that really gets you thinking and reflecting and it's like, okay, what do we do next? What do we do next? And it's just taking that second to breathe and to calm down and to realize that this still falls under the cross. You know, mm-hmm. It's all sickness, it's all disease, it's anything that you can come up against. Mm-hmm. And just really focusing in and realizing that we aren't doing it alone. And just, you know, we put a Facebook post up and just to have all the support and all the prayers and that goes back to that community that I talked about. Amen. You know, people saying, hey, if you need food or you need groceries or you need something just to feel good, let me know. I'll go get it for you and bring it to your house. I don't care. Yeah. Um, and just not trying to isolate yourself in that sense, in the spiritual sense, and say, I'm the only one that knows what this is like. I'm the only one dealing with this. Mm-hmm. I'm alone. Because you're not. You're not ever alone. Um, luckily, Man. she's been in really good health. Um, she's had a fever that didn't break for a week, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, she's been active and playing and running around and doing all those things. So we were very lucky there, uh, blessed. And uh, yeah. so that's made it easier, but there's still that just one step at a time, do the next right thing right? and let people help you. It's not always a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody else in your household caught, caught it, right? It was just I her. I might have it. Um, but the assumption is once one person has it, assume you all have it. Yeah. So they don't bother testing anybody else. Really? Uh, right. So that's, that's a little weird. I had some symptoms for a little while and I actually isolated in the basement for a few days, which was an experience. Brought me back to my childhood growing up in the basement playing <laughs> video games. But Was it uh, <laughs> Nintendo 64? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. But yeah, so that was fun in its own way um, and really reflective. But yeah, just letting people help, letting people in and taking advantage. It's, it's a good thing in these times. We're in this together. Yeah. And that's the thing. Uh, what I'm hoping is like when everybody keeps talking about the new normal um, and I'm like, I'm praying and hoping that the new normal is just an appreciation. Like what I'm seeing is like, I'm just like so appreciative of the network of people, um, family and extended family. Um, I'm just grateful that people are just banding together. Like, the mainstream media does not give like give it enough credit the how we have come together and how we're um just putting forth our best foot as families and i i just think it's so cool to see um and just so cool to talk to people who are still upbeat and still um faithful and still together it's like we are social distancing, but we're not disconnecting from each other. If anything, it feels like we're almost like building stronger connections, creative connections. For sure. Um, so I just hope that this new normal doesn't wear off. Kind of like um, like when September 11th happened and yeah. we had a new normal for a couple of years where everybody was like real patriotic. They were like, Oh, I need to take advantage of life while I have it. Um, I haven't seen us that together in a long time. And then like just years go by and circumstance happen and we start pulling apart again. So I'm hoping this pandemic um, creates an inadvertent manifest of just us, the bonds that are being created, being strong enough to not break apart. Well, I, I no. hope so. I really do. And I think you're right on with the post 9-11. You know, that was my immediate thought, too, is just how unified everybody was. 
and then you see like uh, Switzerland lit up the Matterhorn mountain with the American flag just to show support. And oh, that's so cool. Yeah, like worldwide, people are realizing what this could have been and how bad it could have been. Mm-hmm. We really did do a good job kind of curbing that, and it looks like we're at the top of the curve now, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it scares me in some sense, too. Really? Like September, October, November 2011 were great. Mm-hmm. And then by December 2011, it was, man, why does airport security take so long? Why is this such a <laughs> Why are all these things an inconvenience to my life? And it's like, we forget what happened. Yeah. That it's uh, now the inconvenience of it all. Right, right. And so I think you have two camps of people right now. And you have people that are very angry and upset that their lives have been inconvenienced. And they can't, mm-hmm. you know, go shopping when they want and go to the places they want and do the things they want. Mm-hmm. And then the other side that's not afraid, but more precautious, saying we do need to keep our distance. You don't need to go to Lowe's for your malt yeah. right now. You know, you don't need to do these things. And so it's, especially in an election year, a chance yeah. to be really divisive when it doesn't need to be. We need and to it, remember, yeah. It's human beings. It's not statistics. It's not data. Right. It's not dollar signs. These are people. Mm-hmm. We need to take care of each other and take care of the people first. Right. So as long as that's the focus, we can do it together. I like it. And the extreme, like you said, it feels like we're living in extremes. It feels like there's no middle right now. It's like you're either in one camp or the other. And like, I've always been like, I consider myself, I guess, like a rational thinker. Not rational thinker. I'll say a critical thinker. Whereas like, I can kind of see silver linings each way. So I'm like, okay. I understand this camp and I understand this camp. How about we take what we both can agree on and build more on our agreements as opposed to running with our disagreements? Yeah. In completely opposite directions. Cause like, that's not going to really get us anywhere. For sure. And I think for me, like when this first started, it was real easy to jump behind the keyboard and post some stats or some numbers mm-hmm. or the next news story about what might happen yeah uh, it's just we need to take a minute to step back and it's we can have our opinions and our feelings on what we should do next or how we should do but that doesn't change the here and now Mm -hmm. like maybe save those opinions until after we can get through this together and then we can talk about whose fault it is or how we get back to where we were but for now let's just love on people and show them what would jesus do if he was here right now exactly he wouldn't be attacking the government or the standards he'd be saying let's go pray for people let's go love on people let's go Mm -hmm. heal people because we can do Mm -hmm. that yeah yeah worry about the details later Ooh, that was deep i like that that was real deep (laughs) oh man i'm glad i got this recorded because i'm gonna have to like play that back because i like that um because you're right jesus really didn't worry about the fodder Right. He was about action. It's like, okay, I see a need, I'm going to do. He didn't wait around. He didn't argue with someone. It's like, okay, let's just do it. Let's love on people. When it's, he didn't go after the government for putting the lepers on an island. He just went and healed the lepers. <laughs> let's, let's take care of the people who are sick and who need our help, and let's not worry about those who don't. Let's, yeah. That's not where we're called to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Amen. just keeping your focus on the right things. Yes, um, and that's a uh, pretty interesting segue. Focusing on the right things, because um, when we were talking about it and uh, just coming up with this joint podcast, um, something that came to mind was 
how do we keep our faith um, and keep our family focused when the world is kind of unfocused and it almost feels like falling into chaos or confusion. Yeah. yeah. Um, what kind of things do you do yourself, one, to keep yourself level-headed and then also just to make sure that your family um, kind of stays upbeat and level? Well, I think having the conversation with a seven-year-old to say, hey, this thing going on in the world that everyone's talking about, you have it, was a <laughs> tough conversation. Yeah. It, you know, you're okay, you're safe, you're protected, you're home, but this is why you have to be home right now. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. And that's, you know, I think owning a child care center, we've got about 35 kids. And one of the biggest things there that we've tried to bring home is a schedule. Yeah. And just, it feels weird to do at home. But if your kids and your family and even yourself can kind of say, hey, this is what's coming up next. We're, you know, dinner's at 5.30, you've got an hour to play. Or, you know, we're doing our homeschooling from noon to one, you've got this much time. Or whatever it is that works around your schedule. If you can have some predictability, some patterns in your life, mm-hmm. it can make it a lot easier to deal with. Um, but ultimately, I've been going to Luke. And Luke says, you know, if hate your mother, your father, your wife, your brother, everybody even yourself against me, you know, and I'm paraphrasing there a little bit, but it's God first. And if Mm -hmm. we can trust in God and if we can make him the main thing, and if we can be willing to get that still time, whether it's at the end of the day or the beginning of the day and just say, what do you want me to do today? God, you'd be surprised how quickly you come up with ideas that I'm not smart enough for. So I know that wasn't my doing, but you know, it just kind of walks you through the day and gives you those words and those things to do. And it's, so tempting to want to reach out and stretch out and well maybe if i went here today it wouldn't be that big of a deal but you know finding any kind of predictability and pattern can be a great thing but also Mm -hmm. keeping it fun obviously and lighthearted and laughing and laughter is always good for the soul amen and you know it's i i really love your perspective because right now we're in um so like how old are your kids seven and seven and two Seven and two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the baby. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I'm excited. Um, (laughs) So right now you're in a little bit of a different. So like my kids are 14, 11, 10 and two. Yeah. So what do you do with the other ones? Yeah. So like my my older ones have like opinions. Sure. Like semi-educated opinions, but they're still opinions nonetheless you know it's like of course my teenager she um she's going through that phase where she knows it sure and it's it's like it I wouldn't say she argues with me but she's not afraid to like question (laughs) so trying to keep them level-headed is very interesting especially like so like my oldest daughter can get really political so just hearing her opinions about like what's going on in our government and what's going on with the virus and how does it equal and how do we get through is one of those things as a dad, well, as soon as I get through the shock, it's like, okay, now as a young woman of God, how can you apply principles that you know and that you have in your heart? How can you apply yeah. it to the mindset that you have just portrayed? Um, cause we still have to pray for our government. We still have to 
um, uphold them. We still have to respect them. We still have to um, love them, even though yeah. you don't dis even though you don't agree with a lot of what they do, um, and you don't agree with a lot of the choices that they're making throughout. Okay, cool. How do we the the principles we have for our family? How does that apply? Yeah, um, yeah. and it's I'll be it's it's real interesting because I remember being in that spot myself as a teenager, um, and it's like okay. And it's all new. I wish somebody had a handbook. You know, you know, like when we played football, there's like a playbook. Okay, sure. this is the play. There's the A gap. Run through it. <laughs> On three. Let's go. It's like, you know, it's like somewhat predictable. You know where you're going. You know what steps you need to take. You know what blocker you need to follow. Whereas in this, it's like, okay, it can be different hour by hour. For sure. And For sure. so, like with me, I think that's the biggest thing that I'm taking in stride right now is just with some of my older children, just helping them understand that it's going to be all right because of the blood of the lamb. Like, we don't have to freak out like the world freaks out. Um, we don't have to put crazy posts online just because everybody else is putting crazy posts yeah. online we kind of have to be above and this is the perfect time for the children of God to take the lead in this. It's like, we've complained a lot about being in the back seat on a lot of issues. It's like, okay, the Lord provided this huge door for us to shine. <laughs> like yeah. not saying like we have to be like arrogant and like do this because God is punishing us, blah, blah, blah. But no, it's like, just be the leaders that God made us. Be the leaders that God put us in position to do. It's like, God gave us all these gifts. He gave us our passions. He gave us, um, he continues to give us ideas and strengths for moments like this. So we don't have to be afraid to lead and put our best foots forward through it and not get stuck in what the world is freaking out about. That's awesome. And you want to encourage her to keep thinking and keep yeah. finding the voice and keep expressing these things. Mm -hmm. Like you said, just, just back it up. Have a reason for your faith. And, uh, that the reason, you know, exactly. Line it up with your beliefs as a family, too. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, that's, that's awesome that you've given her that freedom to kind of explore within the bounds of respect and authority. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah. But she's still allowed to speak her mind a little bit. And uh, that's where you talk about the new norm. Mm -hmm. I hope that kids in that age see that prayer and Bible time and family time and some of these things that we take for granted all the time, how mm -hmm. important they are. Yeah, and something that continues past this that they can mm -hmm. see that they can keep praying for people even if it's just a normal cold or whatever it might be mm -hmm. that those things matter and those right. little things that people are doing all over the place how much they matter and right I hope that continues i man i hope so too because that would be so awesome if we can just get past um even within the body just the denominationalism the yeah i'm right and you're wrong we need yeah. to pray in this way we need to um evangelize in this way we need to be more charismatic we need to be more this and this and this i hope that this causes because um i can't think about what book it's in but 
um, where it talks about how, um, like the, don't get caught up in like, if this person doesn't eat meat because he feels that's the way to worship God, but you don't see it that way, don't get caught up in it. If this person said, uh, recognizes their Sabbath on this day, but this person recognizes their Sabbath on this day, they're all doing it unto God. I'm going to have to find that scripture yeah, and put yeah. it in the description. Yeah. Doggone it. I'm going to find it because I was just studying it too. And it's like, wouldn't it be great if this really does bring together the body of Christ in a, a such a dynamic way um, where we're not bickering amongst ourselves either? I, I hope so. And I, and, you know, that's something I see even now that people are saying, well, if you're social distancing, it's because of fear and mm -hmm. you don't have to be afraid because of God. And I, I, there's a meme floating around that's somebody that's laying in a hospital bed. It's like, God, you let me get sick. I'm mad at you. How could you let me get sick? And the quote from God is, I gave you masks and doctors and social distancing and you ignored them. Mm -hmm. It's like, th there's more to it than that. And that's not even something that we should even be worried about right now. Exactly. Like, there, there's bigger things that we could be doing and bigger issues that we could be having. Mm -hmm. Let's stop arguing and understand that God obviously made us with different passions and different talents and different purposes. Why wouldn't he make the way that we worship him a little bit different? You exactly. know, we're working for the same God to give him the mm -hmm. same glory. Mm -hmm. As long as Amen. we're doing that, who cares how? Exactly. Like you said earlier, it's like, just do and stop trying to get caught up in the details. Yeah, yeah. And I think you know, even social media, I mean, what we're doing, there's thousands of social media pages popping up. Mm -hmm. And there's people trying to do this. And it's let's not worry about how you're doing it. Let's worry about the content of your heart mm -hmm. because that's what's going to show up on screen. And as long as you're doing this to get the word out and to spread the good news and talk about what God's doing, mm -hmm. I don't care what it looks like. Let's just celebrate it. Let's do it. Amen. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Fired up right now. Let's go do something. I mean, I was like, man, <laughs> shoot, let me finish dinner and then I'm hitting the streets. That's right. <laughs> let me, I'm still trying to catch my breath from uh, being outside though. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> not as young Maybe as Maybe tomorrow. You. Let me get yeah, a breathing treatment yeah. and then we can go. When I think that's one of the big things that once all the social distancing goes away and we can obviously get out and do it a little bit more is especially for our community, just seeing more prayer in the community and figuring mm -hmm. out how to get groups of people together to go. Let's just walk the mall and pray for people. Like yeah. let's not be ashamed of what we're doing or afraid of what we're doing or not wanting to make people uncomfortable. Well, sometimes life's uncomfortable, Yeah. but I would rather be a little bit pushed and a little bit tested, but get my injuries healed or not be sick anymore. Mm -hmm then worry about someone invading my space sometimes. Like, let's, exactly. let's get out there and do something with the space that we have, for sure. Oh, man. So, um, as a motivational speaker, I'm going to invite you up to the stage. And... Right on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that is awesome. And that's one thing I do um, like about following you and just listening to you is, like, you're not afraid to share your faith and you're not afraid to put out their what God is putting in your heart. And that is just so cool to see. Well, I think we, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and our yes. testimony is ongoing. It's not just how we came to God. It's what God's doing every single day. 
mm-hmm. and it's continue to talk about it. And even in the challenges, because we're all going through challenges, even in those moments of doubt, mm-hmm. sharing those can be just as powerful as sharing the victory and just mm-hmm. letting people know that, hey, I'm struggling with this too. I'm dealing with this too. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. Here's how we yeah. can help each other, you know? Yeah, yeah. So how is how is your wife dealing with it? Like, how are you able to be there for her? Is she okay? Um, is she encouraged as you are? Or There's how is your marriage those, through it? Those moments of what the heck is this? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? What's next? And mm-hmm. even that, why did this happen? Why did my seven-year-old catch this? Yeah. You know, and it's, I don't believe it's God's will or God's plan, but we still have to deal with it. It's a reality. Um, but I think just really encouraging her to find the time to get alone with God. And mm-hmm. even if that means me taking the kids for a little while, just put on some worship or let's watch church Sunday morning together. Let's do what we can do to be there for each other. And she really mm-hmm. honestly just, she has this amazing ability. And I think a lot of our wives do that yeah. when they have to step up, they do. And there's no questions asked. They just do it and they know, and it's that instinct in them and it's the gifts that God's given them to do. Um, but we need to make sure that we let them know how thankful we are for that and how much that means to us and how much that support is helping us and not take that for granted. Yeah. That's the biggest thing is just pouring out our love on them and letting them know how much we appreciate them can change everything. Oh man, that's so cool. Yeah. And I'm, um, making sure you show how much you love and appreciate them is so important. Yeah. Especially now that we're together. It's interesting how like a lot of us pray for more time together and we get it. (laughs) Don't know what to do with it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, Oh, thank you, Lord. It's an answer to my prayer. Now what? Yeah. Um, Can't go to the movies. Can't mm -hmm. go. (laughs) Yeah. And I think my thing right now is just um, pushing her to express her creativity and letting her know that, one, God gave it to her for a reason. Yeah. And two, just helping her be confident in it. Like, she she still works a full-time job, and she's mom. And it's like, sometimes like you said, we need to give them a break. We need to let them kind of decompress. Um, so what I, I don't know if I'm supposed to drop it or not, <laughs> but I am. Um, my wife is starting a business. Um, she is so creative. Um, so she's like making stickers. She's cartooning. She learned how to cartoon. Awesome. So she's cartooning. If you saw my profile picture, she's doing that. Um, we just got her a laminator, a Cricut, a new printer, just a whole bunch of stuff that, and her, her love languages are um, gift giving and acts of kindness. So if like, and to be honest, those are like my lowest. So I have to try. <laughs> oh yeah. Really it's always happy. opposites. Yeah. yeah, I'm a uh, words of affirmation and physical touch are my two. So it's like, ah, but anyway, um, <laughs> so just getting one stepping out of our own comfort zones to kind of let our wives, spouses, significant others know that one, they're still supported through this time and yeah. that they're not forgotten 
like I think that's the biggest thing is just making sure that they know that they're not forgotten and what they're doing is appreciated like you said um and then just spending quality time it's like just because you're together doesn't mean that it's quality time together for sure for sure it's like y'all can be in the same room and like not be connected and it's like take this time to like connect connect be creative and now's a perfect time to be creative in your marriage yeah you're gonna have to find like you yeah. said something other to do than movies there's regular date night you're gonna have to create your own date nights <laughs> so whip out that creativity boxes fellas well, and that's no matter how long you've been together. Um, we just found out we've been together 12 years, basically. Really? And we just discussed how I have trypophobia, which is the fear of like patterned holes. The, like, Wait, honeycombs, what? Like honeycombs and things like that with like deep holes, but lots of them. It's a fear of that. And it's just, really? like, yeah, it's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Look wait, wait, wait. I have to pause real quick because <laughs> I have never heard of this before oh, in my life. She hasn't either. It's a common thing, I tell you. Uh, really? Yeah, it's trypophobia, T-R-Y-P-O-P-H-O-B-I-A. I'm going to have to Google that. I'm going to Google Like patterned holes in things, mm-hmm. and it just grosses me out. But it's in 12 years, she never knew that. It's never come up. It's never been a thing. Huh. And so you don't always have to spend that time on the really serious things, like you said, find the fun things and cook together, mm-hmm. you know, find those little things that you can do that maybe isn't watching a movie or TV because your mind can still be elsewhere, but keep your mind in the room and keep your mind focused on them mm-hmm. and just give them that time to be together and enjoy yeah. it. I like it. Sweet. So, man. This has all been so good. (laughs) (laughs) Long overdue, like you said. Yeah, man. And um, when I think my one question for you with having a a larger household and what you do, how do you balance your time within your kids with all of this going on? Does does one feel like maybe they're getting left out a little bit more? Or how do you, you make sure that you're taking the time individually to pour into each of them and make sure they each feel that Mm -hmm. love and that connection to you during all of this? Gotcha. Um, wow, that's a good one. Um, so first and foremost, you do have to take the time to realize that each of your kids are unique individuals. Um, like I know a lot of times as like a bigger family, sometimes it's so much easier to like lump them together and do stuff thinking that this big thing will appease each and every one of them the same, but that is not the case. Um, So for me, first and foremost, I have to understand their individuality. Um, So I have to get to know each and every one of them. And it's so funny to say that as a parent, Um, because you you would think that about like, okay, I'm forming a friendship. I got to get to know this person. Well, it's the same with your children. If you want to be an effective parent and lead and um, help them grow into the person that they're supposed to be, you have to t- take the time to actually get to know them and understand their likes, understand their dislikes, understand their triggers, um, understand their love languages. Um, so like, again, same with my wife, I had to understand their love languages first. So like my oldest daughter, she is uh, such a big quality time buff. So I have to just spend time with her where my focus is on her. So like, 
I'll just go in a room every now and again when she's just sitting there and I'll just sit with her. We'll joke around. We'll talk. Um, I'll punch her in the shoulder. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, But just spending time with her. And then my middle daughter, she is such a, she's really like me, words of affirmation and physical touch. Um, So I'll just randomly hug her and hold her. Um, I'll tell her um, that she's awesome and amazing. Um, And she is, and honestly, listening, because we did a podcast not too long ago where she dropped a hint um, about what she likes because we just got her a ukulele. And she like just randomly said, it would be so cool if you played the ukulele with me. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. So I'm trying to learn the ukulele. That is such a hard <laughs> instrument. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, but, and she's so good at it too. And she's like writing songs. So now she knows how to like play it and sing at the same time. Um, and it's like, I don't have to be perfect at it, no, but no. just giving the effort yeah. towards her. And then like my son, he is such a, he's, he's the inner geek in me. Nice. So he loves Legos. Um, he always says he wants to be an inventor. Um, so just sitting down with him, building stuff in Legos, um, and like today we rode bikes together and and then the little baby she is it's like of course with a two-year-old they can be needy as you know yes very Um, but she's also individually needy she is such a cuddler so i'll just randomly pick her up and cuddle with her on the couch she's also a helper at such an early age so it's like i can give her a task and be like okay come help daddy do such and such and such and she'll just have so much joy with like helping pick up papers or uh just moving stuff around like i was bringing the chair upstairs for the podcast and she's like i'll help you daddy and she like (laughs) just grabs a leg and it's like huh um so i guess to sum up that long story, the big thing is one, taking the time to understand your children individually. Two, actually doing the things that they like to do. Um, and just, just not being afraid to have fun with them. Yeah. Um, not like, I'm not saying you have to like be their best friend. Right. But you can still have fun with your children as a parent. Um, so that's just my, th- that's all been my big thing. And kind of like you just making sure, even though it is hard keeping them on a routine, especially with all the e-learning, which their e-learning work is so intense. Oh my goodness. It's too much, man. Like I'm like, cause like, um, so they have Google classrooms and like every now and again, we'll get an email from one of the teachers that's like, oh, your child didn't turn in this. Well, it's like, we just spent like eight hours working on it. What do you mean we didn't turn it in? <laughs> so I'm like, we're trying to go through Google Classrooms, which is so confusing in itself. I'm like, how do we know what you turned in and what you didn't? And I'm just like, ah, but <laughs> it's all good. But just keeping that routine loving on them individually and just having fun with them. Well, and that's, yeah, le- e-learning 
has been a learning experience for parents as much as kids. For sure. for Bobby sure. Boucher, e-learning <laughs> is the devil. <laughs> but, you know, your answer is really good. And I think it's just that there's been so many times where it's my daughter and my son. I know they want me to do something and I know I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you get down on the ground and you start playing with them and you see them smile, it's worth it. And you're in it and you're all for it. And it's just oh, getting yeah. past those, I'm too tired, I'm too sore. Mm-hmm. Tough. Yeah. Kids are only this age once and they're only mm-hmm. going to want your attention mm-hmm. this so long. And that sounds yeah. cliche and kind of gimmicky, but man, is it so true. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's worth taking those moments. And maybe in your schedule, figure out that dad time because we need it yeah. too to do our thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the kids are only going to ask you for so long. You got to be yeah. there. And that's kind of, that. W- that's what um, motivated me to start actually working out again. And because it's like, I don't want to get off work and then be tired yeah, and yeah. be ineffective as a husband or a father. It's like, okay. And I still got a ways to go, which I've dropped. Let's see. I started at 285. I'm down to 252 right now. You're really yeah wow yeah man i switched up my diet i went um so i went full vegan for a little bit there all right and now i'm kind of like fleeing yeah (laughs) like (laughs) like vegan is tough man so now i just uh i incorporated shrimp back into my diet shrimp and fish so I guess they call it like pescatarian. Yep. I'll hook you up at Bonefish anytime. Yes. That <laughs> bang bang shrimp is off the hook. That's right. <laughs> um, but man, I just wanted to be there. I noticed even before this pandemic broke out and before I started really working out and eating right, I noticed myself getting home from work and all I wanted to do was rest and just sit on the couch and do nothing and it's like my kids are in that age where they are in everything and wanting to do everything i can't do that ain't got time for that so so that's another answer to your question is too is we have to take the onus as fathers ourselves too to make sure we're taking care of ourselves so we can be effective in our marriages and in our parenthood Because, I mean, if you're on an airplane and something crazy breaks loose and they drop those little air tubes, they always tell you, you got to put the mask on first before you help somebody else. Yeah. So take take care of yourself so you can take care of your family. That's real good. Indeed. Oh, man, I loved that question. I don't get (laughs) asked too many questions on on the podcast. Back every once in a while, yeah. Exactly. I'm like, man, that was great. <laughs> so any, um, so I'll go ahead and drop um, some plugs as well, because I've got some projects going on. I have been um, training myself as a public speaker, um, and I'm going to transition into being a speaking coach as well, because I do believe that your first investment should be in people yeah and like everyone that i've seen who is successful like regardless of what arena you're in when they started putting people first is when they took off like they stopped worrying about monetary it's like if you worry about people and you help people 
you'll get taken care of. The provision is already there as long as you're taking care of people. So I'm going to be transitioning into coaching as well. What that looks like, I'm still building it. But hey, you know what? I'm excited. I've taken coursework and gotten a couple certifications that have really not only like helped me grow as a speaker, but just helped me grow as a coach and understanding people and understanding the specific needs of people. So I'm pretty excited. My website is going to drop. I'm not going to drop the name just yet. We were talking a little bit earlier, um, but I am so pumped about it. Maybe by the time the next episode drops, I'll have dropped the uh, website so I can start doing some plugs. Right on. And you are active on Twitter. Yeah, we are on um, Twitter a little bit. It's Praying Penguin Ministries. Um, Also the YouTube channel under the same name. Uh, Try and post videos once a week. I've been a little slow with everything going on lately, but I'm hoping to get onto that schedule again. And then looking as we get past all this quarantine stuff, like I said, to do some more community events and really get people involved in what we're doing and hopefully have some ways for everybody to get involved. So look out for that too. Man, count me in. I'm always down for community stuff. Um, And we have also picked up a, so like my family and I really support um, a charity called the Ronald McDonald House Ministries. My two oldest daughters um, have had severe asthma. My oldest daughter, it has really calmed down. So she's able to like run track and stuff. My middle daughter, we're still working on getting it controlled. But during their time, we've had to stay at the hospital a lot. And the Ronald McDonald House has been there for myself and my family. So we won't have to be separated. So um, just knowing that we're taken care of, we don't have to worry about food while we're there. Um, We can really focus on just being there for our children. So we support the Ronald McDonald House full force. So we are going to be setting up, um, like, if you want to give to James the Speaker, um, proceeds will be going to the Ronald McDonald Charity of Michiana. So I'm pretty excited about that. That's very cool. I've struggled with asthma my whole adolescent life, so I know what that's like for sure. Mm -hmm having that network that supports and so many people in so many other cases. So you can mm-hmm. count me on your list of donators for sure. Heck, awesome. heck yeah. So awesome. I think that was such an awesome conversation. Good. It was my pleasure, man. Man. So I'm going to get you on the schedule again, just for the record. Cause we can, uh, we have to, I think we need to make this more frequent more because I just feel it's life giving just connections are life giving. For sure. And it's just, yeah, having someone to, you know, have a voice with and to be able to speak out what God's doing. And even if we get a couple of guys on here and have three or four and just bounce. Oh, that would be so, I got some, got some in mind. So we probably need to get that set up. Right on. And I have the upgraded Zoom. So there's no 40 minute limit. (laughs) (laughs) That, and that was one of the technical difficulties. I didn't know that, uh, that the free version had limits to what you could do. So I'm pretty excited now. I've I've upgraded. Let me upgrade (laughs) you. Okay. So I usually end with a dad joke. Do you know 
any good dad jokes? See, I think I gave my best one on your podcast a couple of weeks ago on your on your one. Um, I might have to reuse the same one. You put me on the spot. Oh, man. I'm trying to think of one that I heard. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got one. Oh, I got it's one. so That's cheesy. Crazy. You go first. Oh, I'm trying to think now. What was it? What do you call a reptile in a sweater? What do you call them? An investigator. okay all right so why didn't the duck get in the boat i don't know why because there was a little quack in it oh (laughs) that's good you know what before we get too deep off of into uh dad jokes and make everybody leave (laughs) exactly um I'm going to uh, just say thank you. Thank you so much for jumping on with me. Thank you so much for just your encouragement, your faith, your passion, and just your your drive to help people and help our community. I appreciate you. Y'all check out The Praying Penguin. It is so dope. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you as well. Yes, indeed. Well, y'all, till next time, have a wonderful night. Have a blessed weekend and we will catch you later see you